There was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Braves are in their beds. The sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table, and they are the color of a main summer sky. And each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet report for what did happen today. Just in case you were wondering, the weather today was crazy. It started off so foggy. It was, when I woke up this morning, pretty early, something like 6.15, you couldn't see the lake. There's a wall of fog. It was all white and gray, which is startling when we've had such vibrant mornings, all the other mornings. But it burned off pretty fast, and it was just cloudy for most of the day, but didn't threaten rain, didn't really rain at all. And it was just a really good day for packing day. And Packing Day is is an interesting day. It's full of ceremony and emotion, but also logistics. Got to get all those cleats and t-shirts and, you know, basketball shoes and shorts and socks. Oh my goodness, the socks. There are so many orphan socks. And then we find the other pair and then it's all good. There's a lot of sock concerns. Lost and found, water bottles. Make sure we have our cell phones plugged in. All that stuff is happening. But... In addition, and while that's all happening, something else, something more profound is happening, which is the boys, through all these logistics, as they pack their bags, as they listen to their counselors talk about where their wet clothes should go and what we should do with their clothes for the bus and all those things, they are sensing, as they always do, that something is about to change. And that is really wonderful because they get to come home to you and to their the way their house smells and their food tastes but it means leaving here and so many of them have found a home here almost i would say if not all of them almost all of them a full home a real place that is their place and it they have identified with it the same way that they identify with their home home this place has tastes and smells This place has the same sounds of their bunk sleeping each night for 26 nights. And so they're getting ready to leave it. And they are, kids are, as you know, very sensitive creatures. And they can sense it. So there's there's just a, um, as you're imagining everything that happens today, just imagine that during the steady progress of bunk photos and um, packing the bags and getting the cabins ready for parents, that there is also just a an energy, an excitement, and also a sadness at the same time, simultaneously. Hands stay a little longer on shoulders. The boys nestle into their counselors a little more, obviously, no matter what the age, perhaps most profoundly amongst the youngsters and the oldest campers. Hugs last a little longer, and bodies just are standing closer to bodies because everyone can sense it's about to end. It is a profoundly beautiful thing, 
the end of something good, I think. So all day long we packed, and when it wasn't packing time for you, if you were one single boy, then you got to play outside in the main area where, you know, where your cabins were. Each each of the main areas has a field. There's Council Field and Warriors Field and Braves Field, and boys were out there throwing frisbees and footballs and laughing and joking and rolling around. The younger they got, the more the rolling turned into actual puppy piles and giggling and so on and so forth. There's a lot of putting camp back together after travel games, but also getting the boys ready to go. Everyone was energetic. They slept better than they had during travel games. Less stress, more time, and they just were so joyful. Then we had dinner, but before dinner we had this really awesome tradition that I I think maybe just started organically one day, but the tradition on the last night of the session is that the boys call forth, they get to raise their hands and nominate um, two pairs, two people who look like each other. So it's called brothers. And there's some pretty funny pairs. You'll see them on the on the pictures. Some of them are uncanny. Two boys who got nominated for brothers accidentally wore the same outfit. That's If you see the two guys who look about the same age, both wearing blue jeans and a white t-shirt, that was a fluke. They just did that. Then they got nominated. The brothers, uh, the victor was our own baseball coach, whose name is Tom Donahue, who is absolutely one of the centerpieces of our culture, and little Alex Price grinning his little head off, his little blonde head, that he got paired up with a baseball coach as if they were brothers. It was so good. They won rousing cheers when it was their turn to go down the little catwalk. You can see all the brothers' pictures, I'm sure, online, if not already. And they're great. But man, save your cheers for the last one because it's the best pair, I think. And then... Right after Brothers, uh, the, the Lloyd Johnson Sportsmanship Awards were awarded, and that's where Lloyd gets up and talks about sportsmanship, and it was such a good run today. For the Braves, we had young Charlie Napak, who is brand new, it's his first year, and you should have seen him smiling as he got pulled up in front of the whole camp and commended on his sportsmanship. And this it's a hard thing to choose, Cobbesy families, there is so much good sportsmanship at this place, so many boys who are just doing it as a matter of course, it has become part of their character. For Warriors, and I'm just going to say this outright, this young man who uh, would have been considered quite fierce, he still is, and powerful, but also has learned to make that momentum he can create about others and won the Sportsmanship Award this year. And you should have seen his face. Beckett Empson Spiden won the Sportsmanship Award today. And he was beside himself. He was grinning so hard, I thought his face muscles were going to break. And then for counsel, Ben Burfield. Ben Burfield, silent, not silent, calm and quiet and so dignified. And he looked pleased as punch. And for Sachem, it was Christopher Gamina. Couldn't ask for a better example for the younger boys. Those were our sportsmanship awards for today. And they were hard to pick, but those were the four. Very proud of those boys and all of our boys. And then it was time for the banquet. It's not called dinner, it's called the banquet. We had steak and lobster and chicken and corn and baked potatoes and beautiful salad from our garden. And the boys ate and ate and ate. And then, so the kitchen staff could eat the banquet too, I jumped up there and served seconds with Tom, the baseball coach, and a few others, Lloyd. And we went through a whole round, again, of lobsters. So many lobsters today. The entire camp had lobsters and then again had an almost everyone had two lobsters so many lobsters little kids who the lobster was bigger than 
ate two lobsters. That happened today. And then for dessert, we had ice cream sandwiches, and then it was time for our awards ceremony. This is the year awards, and they get they get a specific physical gift for how many years they've been here, starting with three, three-year beanie, four-year backpack, five-year fleece, six-year nice sweatshirt, seven-year sweatpants, eight-year jacket, nine-year rain jacket, and 10-year brick. And it was pretty cool to, to sit there next to the five-year kids. So it's my fifth year too. And I just got to say for those families of, of fifth-year kids, it was pretty neat to stand there five years down the road next to these boys who I met in your living rooms as little guys who are now these gigantic humans so full of spirit and with calm gazes and good senses of humor. And they're just so good to each other and to other boys. And it was just a treat to look back at all those years five years with these guys and then it was time for the slideshow and Tammy Gall who's sitting across me right now and is always sitting across me during these podcasts and also Nando Fernando are our two media people and they did such a wonderful job the kids were blown away by this slideshow it was so good one of our best ones ever and this is a good time as any to just say that Nando is in charge of those photos that you guys have been sending me emails about and praising and just all about. He's a really steady guy. He really works hard. And Tammy is of good humor and indefatigable, and she's been awesome for the podcast. So thank you very much to both of those guys. And then it was time for campfire. The way it works is it's a standard campfire, except that every bunk has to bring a, this is sort of a, ver- a large summer version of our stars and wishes. They bring a, a, best memory and a hope for the future and they usually range for something silly from the best memory and then something you know profound and meaningful for the hope for the future it often is that all of our bunk comes back maybe we get to have our counselors but sometimes they get pretty creative as the boys get older they start to make tribal games wishes for counselors they wish would return there is a hope for a patrick nielsen and harry mcneil and tyler dale and somebody else i can't remember Travel Games Chief Contest, which is a, a nice tip of the hat to what might ha- happen down the road. And at the end, before we sing the paddle song, two of the seniors, which is the age group below Stachem, usually it's just one senior, but it's the, the senior who has amassed the most years. And so Sam Levine and Kobe Wagenfeld came up, and they were wearing their PFDs, and they got the torch and they put it in the fire, and they carry the torch out. They take the fire back to Spirit Island. They go across, and they canoe with, of course, two capable waterfront staff members and some coverage, and they go back behind Spirit Island, and they return the fire. And that was Sam Levine and Kobe Wagenfeld. Then we sang the goodnight song, and all the former campers, but also the Sage and CITs come up and sing it with me. It's a very, very lovely moment, because it is a song that all the boys learn on the first night of camp, their first night. So all the firsties this year, they learn it this first night of camp, and then the boys who've been here 10 years. Raheem Somerville got his 10-year brick today, which is pretty cool. And then it's just the sachem. All the boys file out, and all that's left is the last group of boys. And they are, whatever the camp was feeling, these boys are feeling even more so. Because it is their last session as campers. And they are solemn and thoughtful. This sachem group is a really cool one. They are... And I would say a an odd mix only in each of them is so individualistic and 
they're so so unto themselves a, a wonderful boy. We've got William Peeler with the bright red hair and Minjay and William and Win, Minjay are buddies and then we have Chris and Nick Anderson and Raheem. Everybody calls him Ra Ra. And uh and then we have Ravel and it's just a it's a cool group of boys who are really pretty devoted to each other and just because they're different from each other hasn't made their cohesion any different and they are so ethical they're so into representing Kavasi well and being a good example to the boys and man it has been a pleasure to work with them and to have them as our examples they have been a treat good-natured and funny I left out Leo Reale holy smokes how could you leave out Leo Reale and just before the ceremonies including the fire going away we have the brotherhood awards those are also called the nunway awards the nunway awards and what that means is these are boys who epitomized brotherhood and were held up to their gls as someone who would be really a great recipient of the brotherhood award and then everybody all the leadership takes a look at these these proposals and it's another great list matt sossler from the braves got the brotherhood award the nunway stone and for the warriors for the Brotherhood Award, Robert Edwards, who is a first-year boy, and that is just hilarious. He's so straight ahead with his affect. You think he's very serious, but he's actually got a great sense of humor, and man, has he flourished this summer. So many boys really vibed with Robert Edwards. And then for counsel, Keith Delaney. Keith Delaney, Brotherhood Award for him, and this is what reminded me to say all this, is that Leo Reale got the Brotherhood Award for the Sachem. Everybody hit the Brotherhood sign on the way up, and they went back to their bunks. And there's a tradition where the sachem go around to each and every bunk and wish them good night. That's happening as we speak. They give them admonitions for the future. It is a magical moment. Imagine being little Alex Price, a second grader in a bunk, and a giant sachem comes in, smelling of campfire, to tell him important words on the last night of camp. That is what is happening as we speak. So that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart on the last night of first session 2018.